Hello, everyone. Happy day. Happy lunar eclipses and blood moons and all types of wild stuff happening out there. I am here with Kirtana Kalendran, registered behavior technician, activist, and aspiring guru, and dear friend, here to talk to you about all different aspects of consciousness and spirituality and politics for the first time. Welcome, Kier. Thank you so much for having me on here, Sean. I really appreciate it. And yeah, this is my first time being on a podcast and I'm just really excited to talk to you and and just take this journey through our minds. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really awesome to just meet people that have like something going on, something worth sharing and something uh, in the vein of spirituality and just maybe even just trying to help the collective humankind. Like maybe it's not even a spiritual it doesn't have to be, but people trying to help. Thank and you. I, yeah, you're welcome. And I, I know that you're extremely excited about politics and you have like a, a viewpoint about spirituality and politics, which for me is like really fascinating because I almost like act like politics just don't exist because I think a lot of people do for sure. Yeah. And like I may bypass it, you know, in a way, because I'm just like, I feel like I'm existing in a world beyond politics and that's like a whole thing. But then again, we are existing in this structure that politics built mm -hmm. so yeah let's just start by how um how you got involved in like you know spirituality and uh you know how you got kind of into politics okay so spirituality was something that came into my life really early on so i had a really traumatic childhood so and when i was uh, in high school like i just couldn't understand why all these things were happening to me so because i was like you know i live in right relation i i do things out of love like i try not to hurt anyone and i was just like always being everyone's like therapist in my family so like i just wanted to do anything good possible so and i did things like pray and stuff like that so i just couldn't wrap my head around why all these things were happening if like I just had this like innate understanding too when I was young that like our universe was based off of like energy and it's if you put good energy out there, then good energy comes back. And I think it's also a very big part of Hindu culture and religion, which is one of the religions that I practiced growing up as well as my mom was Buddhist. So I grew up with both of those religions and just those ideas and understandings. That's great. I think those are great religions to have in your home. Yeah. Because like at the core of them, they're they're very beautiful and they offer a lot of peace. And in my opinion, like probably like the closest religion to like the actual understanding of reality in a way that is like empowering to people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm so grateful for especially because like Hinduism was like, around for a while and then like buddhism was birthed out of that so like they kind of play into one another but the thing i love about hinduism is that all of the gods and goddesses like they are very human in their storyline like early on so they do go through periods in their life of making mistakes and they are given a choice of taking a path of the higher path or the lower path and right through those challenges and how they basically navigate them, that's how they access their higher powers and uh, that's how they attain their god or goddess stature. 
And so it just has always integrated this idea into my head since I've been young and I guess into my subconscious of just knowing that we all have this access to a higher vibration of living. It's it's just like about how we choose to live our lives and, and you know, just exist amongst one another and how we interact with our communities. I think that that was something that I'm very grateful for having that understanding. And even my parents telling me that all religions were essentially correct and not any one of them were wrong. It's just different understandings of how the universe works. And I think I'm really grateful for that understanding as well, because there's a lot of people that have grown up in very strict Christian households that are not very open-minded towards other religions. And you can kind of see that in the way that they digest the environment that they live in. And it's very they're much more submissive to what is happening around us because they just view it as, well, this is just how things are and there's just a hierarchy and that's just how things are in nature. And it's harder for them to see that we are much more connected energetically than how we, how this society in America specifically programs us to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, But yeah, I think that that was a huge part of my spiritual journey as well was just like knowing those root understandings of how this universe works. And, you know, even even Buddha, like it takes it to the next level where Buddha, Buddha's story is about him being a prince in India and he was never allowed to leave his castle because his parents like didn't want him to see all the suffering that was going on in the world and this was also like after India has been colonized and India has been colonized many times so that's where like this whole colonization of like king and queens and stuff like that existed and that there was just like a lot more separation in the society Mm -hmm. but um he ended up escaping the castle and then witnessing all the suffering happening and people being impoverished and just not having enough means and stuff like that. And it like broke him completely. And so he ended up running away into the woods and just trying to understand what life was all about. And I think that is also a huge part of spiritual development as well. So I'm glad that I got both of those different perspectives of understand and understandings of how the universe works. Yeah. It's also like a, a great peer to have in a way where it's like when you're aspiring to people like as role models and things like the role model of Buddha of, you know, seeing the suffering and not being able to like turn a blind eye to it. And then the quest of the journey of like isolation in a way. Yeah. And like, deprogramming and coming back to self and then blossoming as self Mm -hmm. you know and then that's resembled in like the lotus flower yeah exactly and like there's just like so much about um because when we live in a world filled with suffering our our path back to home is like always encoded within us and like that's what Buddha's journey like is is talking about and you know echoes through our society still and I think that it's a great time to be like reminded of his story especially right now with 
just everything going on. We're we're at the brink of you know a, like we're already actually having a lot of climate disasters, and so we are already in on that path. And so, you know, that's one thing. And then just you know corporate greed causing inflation to continue to get worse and worse as the working class are expected to work more and more and our our humanity is really being tested at the moment and so i just think that it's important for us to remember that a lot of the stuff in our environment right now is just part of this programming that we all go through constantly um which we can talk about more later but yeah i think that my spirituality journey really I think took off when I was in high school and I was like trying to understand why all of these things like in my childhood were were happening and so that's when I started I guess this is a great leeway from the journey with Buddha was like going inward it was like I, I really felt like I couldn't find an escape, especially in my family home where there's just like a, a lot of just turbulence constantly. So that's when I started to like meditate and really started to connect with my ancestors then um, because I just reached out to them because I just had this um, innate knowing that I there were spirits out there and that I could access them if I wanted to. And so I started to reach out to my ancestors to ask them for help because I just couldn't understand, you know, why I was going through what I was going through. But, you know, now I see that it was part of my journey to understand the level of suffering that can exist like in this world. And, you know, even now that, it, you know, I've gotten older and understood what's going on in the world more I understand that like my suffering is not as bad as some you know a lot of other people's but it's still very deep compared to what a lot of people have been through but that was part of my awakening to the need for having unconditional love in this world and to see that it's like there's a deficit of it and so um, I'm I'm very grateful for it now that I experience what I did because it helped me open up to the spiritual world very young too so I you know awakened to that and then college came and my parents were really really strict growing up so I just partied a lot throughout college and then recently I've been like getting back into that um uh spiritual understanding that I've been on this journey for yeah, I think that a lot of people can resonate with your story. And I do, being in a home where there's like trauma in the air, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. Or yeah. like, you know, it's like the same um, karmas, if you want to call them that, are being played out over and over. Yeah. You know, and people are fighting, people are triggered. And it, it's because like the family's holding a collective stress. And, exactly. and that stress is existing energetically in their auras and it's in their space and you know like those are real things and like they're not they're like echoes so uh i was just gonna say like the the aspect of energy is like such a thing that's overlooked i think even within yeah. the spiritual community like i know i think that people don't see that uh collective trauma is carried 
through the energy because again this is like simple physics right i know a lot of people that have had very crazy home lives like a lot of people that had who knows what in their in their home so you know the spiritual path sometimes is the only way for people to find solace and like make yeah. it out of that without killing themselves yeah. or without like going down like different addictions and and we all end up playing it out in our own way whether it's partying a lot or like abusive relationships or like you know all yeah. that all that stuff but coming from there and learning a little bit about like the layers of suffering like you said lets you have deeper forms of empathy with others because like you can amplify your understanding of, of suffering through what you felt empathizing with other people's circumstances and yeah. that's like when we're adopting a frequency to learn from it yeah and for all of you impasse out there like that's the thing that we can do is like adopt a frequency to learn from it a lot of times we do that subconsciously and when someone's sad around us we like become sad too because we don't have uh, sovereignty in our own aura. So we exactly. just absorb and become everything around us. Yeah. And then the, you know, the bleeding empath is like, my abilities are so bad and like I'm I'm being hurt. And it's like, dude, you just not, you don't have the basics. You, exactly. You're aware. But the root you, chakra is not built up. Yeah. And just like the, the whole uh, movement and understanding of the movement of the system energetically, like, like you said, it's like overlooked even the spiritual community. I think this is like the final yeah. piece of the puzzle for like all humankind is energy practice. It is. I'm like dying on this hill, you and, know? And I think it's like realizing again, we have so much collective trauma. We all need to process and like, and just and and that and the energy like can only be processed by acknowledging everything that has led us to this place that we're at right now, like where corporations run everything and yeah. the you know one percent two percent are the ones who continue to make you know double if not more profit while the rest of us are scraping by with less and less, so the circumstances have gotten really horrendous and I think that, you know, they are trying to, in terms of the government, in terms of the media, and in terms of just, I think, you know, mainstream politicians, they're trying to continue to keep us in this paradigm of fear that our circumstances are just going to continue to get worse and worse. And that's all we can do. And that's all we should accept. And this is just part of capitalism. You know, this is a lull and it's going to get better again. Yeah. Like just like brainwashing us in that way but um so let me ask you this is a perfect bridge for this because um i've i've wondered how to apply spirituality to politics other than you know the understanding that that is like the oneness playing out the theater of politics and the movements of power and decisions in the minds of people who like desire that reality i get that okay yeah so now how do i look at it and make how do you inject spirituality into it and in your opinion now is through socialism Yes, for Tell sure. Us about that. So socialism is all about making sure that all humans have their basic needs met. So we all believe that everyone should have like universal health care, universal education, you know, all the way through college and, you know, things like transportation as well as all different public utilities just being also part of what you get as being a working citizen in a in a country because for for me the thing about socialism is that it is the bridge between this society that we live in right now and where I think a lot of us want to be in 
in the spiritual community, which is like ideologic, like communism, you know, like how indigenous people have lived with the, with our environments for so long. So like, that's what we want to reach. But I think that it's important for us to work together to fight these greater evil forces, you know, that are basically like corporations and politicians that are corrupt and lobby and are, you know, part of also the yeah. 1%. But yeah, I think that with like socialism, it's important for us to work together to seize our means of production because we all create more and more profit for the capitalists that we work for each year. And it's because we work harder and harder and we just do not, there's not energetic reciprocity. Yeah. In it's that definitely, relationship. it's entropy, straight up entropy. Like, so now when you say socialism and people think communism, like the word communism and like Marxism, it has like, it's like not really seen in, the, in a good light. But when you say it, you're saying it with like endearment, like communism is like, this is like a good thing. So what, what's the difference between like your socialist communism and, and what communism means in the minds of like, the, let's say the people who just don't know? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of propaganda in our society, like towards communism so actually, back in the 1930s, there was a huge communist movement that was happening in in the U.S. And basically, it's a huge labor movement that was happening. There was a bunch of unionizations happening. So um, that's a huge aspect of Marxism and communism is the creation of unions and workers' rights and basically workers controlling the economy. And so, you know, that is the the goal and eventually going towards i guess more of like radical like communism in terms of how indigenous folks lived and even my more like recent ancestors and you know the villages of sri lanka just kind of living off of the land more and you know there's not really any grocery sites in store like they just had to like cook and make their meals based off of what was around yeah so how would you, let's say, how could you make a person that is a diehard capitalist or even just like enjoys capitalism because of it's like the art of the game and the pursuit, you know, and like everybody could make as much as they can and, you know, it's capitalist society, all that. How would you let, how would you tame a person who does want to succeed above others through their own hard work and grit? How do you sell that person on the idea of like a socialist economy? Um, I think it's just a very basic. Do they, you like, I would ask them if they care about other people and their well being. But if they, they don't, these people don't give a shit about um, anybody but their bank account. Then I would just say like they would, they'll always have their own internal suffering. I mean, I, I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even like. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> I wouldn't even like say it to them, maybe to their face, unless they were really mean to me or something. Yeah. But like, I would just understand, like, I just have come to this understanding, like people that are okay with that, like we're all mirrors to one another and people who are okay with exploiting other people uh, for their own good, like they will always see other people as less than them and therefore 
they'll always feel empty in a way and they'll never feel fulfilled in their life and they'll wonder why. And it's because like they don't see others with reciprocity. And when you can't do that, you are living an isolated life. Yeah. You said that so well. And that right there is exactly the reason why, like, I can't get into politics because like we personally, because it's like we like you said, like the way to to get through them is like through care, like using their care because we're deep, like loving people, loving toward the collective. And we have that aspect in us. But a lot of people in politics, they don't. So it's like our spiritual power, you know, isn't about like changing their minds, so to speak. And those people are heavily uh, invested into those games and the outcomes and the theaters and like the life life times and the generations like all embedded in politics. And then you have like the corporations that have basically been in the pockets of all of that for as long as forever. So we will never be able to escape it unless we actually like go through it. Like I think that a lot of people want to, again, like you were saying, avoid politics and it makes sense because it feels like it's a losing battle. But again, there's always going to be more of us than them. And right now we have the gift of the internet and that is like our tool that we are all misusing constantly right now because that is a way that we can all connect with one another and really build a propaganda because like everything is propaganda build propaganda towards a different type of lifestyle that doesn't include worshiping celebrities and worshiping the elite and worshiping money and worshiping just things that are not rooted in nature i don't think that you can be a spiritual person and also be heavily invested in making a lot of wealth or capital like i i don't think that it, like there's a disconnect sorry and um i think that there's a lot of scary things happening in terms of the human collective the human collective vibration right now like because of just the misuse of the internet you know how <laughs> it's led us to uh, just higher levels of like stalking and worshiping celebrities and their lifestyles yeah. And I think that it's an easy escape button that people turn to and then it avoids us from actually facing reality of just like what we all have to. uh, Yeah, like I think that it is important for us to all get involved in politics just because if we don't take our power back, there will always be people suffering. And our ultimate goal as people who are spiritual leaders is to and suffering once and for all. And I think that that cannot be achieved in this paradigm without a lot of hardship and suffering at first. And that's something that I'm willing to do. I'm willing to die for this because this is what I believe in. My handle is Socialist Starseed. So Mm. I do believe that I have been reincarnated on this planet lifetime after lifetime kind of fighting these political issues and i know i'm not the only one once you start to actually read more of marx's work you you actually see that he's also a starseed and then Whoa. you start to see that a lot of these other people that were marxists like frida kahlo was also a starseed you know they're like very spiritual and very creative people and so like this is something we've been sent down to do generation after generation throughout humanity and 
we have the gift of the internet. Like this is our breakthrough moment right now. So I'm really excited to to see where this journey takes us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's really important that we get our ideas out and uh, into the collective because it's based on deep love and reverence for the human mind and the human mm. spirit and, and our creation. And we're not all going to agree on everything. And that's one of the things that's hard about um, life and politics and like everything is like you get divided into like your section, like what who you're who you like, what team you're on, mm-hmm. who your favorite celebrity is, like, you know, all that stuff, like identifying Even characteristics sports is such a huge distraction oh yeah, all of it. And then the the false life that we create on social media that like gives us this like false dopamine, you know, reward mm-hmm. for doing nothing, for yeah. posting pictures and being creative. Like this is like art school, like third grade art art class stuff like we're yeah. doing and we're living off it. And even it becoming just like a, a we're now it's more of a marketplace than ever. Where like if for for me, I was awakened to just like this year how much it's become um a marketplace for women like just the way that like um we like i I think i i'm also all about sexual freedom and i definitely have posted you know near naked photos on my my instagrams before but um i just have realized it's like part of like the patriarchal culture where like there's this expectation of like women to like post themselves in ways that like in different poses and and you know outfits and stuff like that and it's like in pursuit in our head like at least it was in my head like to find like a a mate you know or like a a, a someone to like you know yeah cuz we're all window shopping yeah it's like that yeah and it's it's just like it's really disturbing cuz it's it's completely removing any type of that energetic or spiritual connection from the yeah. mix and a lot of people are uh, like meeting on dating apps right now. I saw some statistic like last week that like that's like the number one way that people are like meeting up right now is through yeah. the apps, yeah. which is crazy to me because like call me old fashioned, but I always like to meet people out in the world. You yeah, know? I'm and like, I'm a huge, I, I love dancing. I mean, we met on the dance floor. Yeah. So like, uh, like departed. that's where Shout I meet out people. Ben Arsenal. Yes. I love Ben Arsenal. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. The Departed. Philly. And the Departed team too. Uh, so yeah, like I feel like I would rather have that energetic connection in any of my developments in terms of like friendships too. And yeah. I guess I have, I have the dance community and the music community. Thank for that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that everyone has like had the opportunities to be opened up to it the way that I have been. And I'm very grateful for that to, and have that in my life as like a release, but also like, um, a rejoining of like uh of a community that i that i also feel like is highly spiritual and full of star seeds and people that have a lot of potential in terms of birthing a new reality into this world yeah so i have like talked briefly about like the whole star seed thing and like kind of mentioned it on the, on the show a little bit but I've always said that like anything that we talk about in like the spiritual stuff, we have to have like a lot of discernment and yeah. a way to like uh, explain to someone that's grounded. Like when we have this understanding of like our interdimensional history, yeah, you know, like how to bring that to to earth so that people can understand it, you know. So like in your way words, like how would you describe like the like the phenomenon of the star seed and like in a way that is like digestible, you know, for 
definitely not like a lock minded religious Christian, but like, <laughs> you know, like an open minded person. <laughs> um, I came from the stars to save you all. <laughs> like, kill her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've heard that before. This is my first Burn burning at, at the, the stake. stake. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Okay, so I guess I have always felt that I was like different than my family and just other people around me in general. And so I guess like I was opened up to it through things that I came across like as I was looking up spirituality when I was in high school. And I think that like in our universe and especially like in my journey, I've noticed, you know, nothing is a like coincidence and I think for a period of time when I was very disconnected from just my spiritual journey and I was like heavy in my like partying I think I did give up these ideas and stuff like that but the fact that I've been reconnected to it now in my life again and I have a a more a stronger understanding of it it just really ties it all back to how me opening up to it in in high school was a important part of my development but basically the whole idea of star seeds is that the whole human collective is very different from the rest of the animal kingdom for a reason and it's because well there's a lot of reasons why people say but I just opened up to this understanding this year so I'll explain it in the way that I learned it and so Basically, we have been sent down from all of us, like the whole human collective. I think there's some people that say that star seeds are like 1% of like the human collective or, you know, other numbers. And I think that's still that selective mindset and that separatist mindset that people fall into. And Mm -hmm. we don't really get that deep political awareness and understand that like a lot of stuff and how it's framed in our society is not natural, like especially the hierarchy stuff. And so for me, I think that like we are all connected to that starseed history. It's just that some of us maybe have been on a journey of unlocking it uh, and going through the journey further along than other people at the moment. But again, we're all going through it to some extent. So which... Which is the origin, your starseed origin to your understanding? I think at this point, we're all so integrated, but basically there's like Sirius, there's mm-hmm. Pleiadian star system, Arcturian, Lyran. Um, Draconian. Draconian, Draconian. Oh, Draconian. I've yeah. actually heard of that one. Mm. I know that there's just like Sirius A and B. I think I came from the Pleiadian star system. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, how... I I also like when I first had my awakening like and I was like searching for things like starseed phenomenon was the thing that came up and it does fit the bill for those of us that are awakened like that there is like a correlation between what they say it's like for you and then what your human experience is the I for me like I never got like approached or like had like a meditation or had an experience where like something affirmed or confirmed that I was like from a specific place mm-hmm. in the beginning i thought that i would be a palladian as well mm. i was like i definitely got the palladian vibe oh, you probably are honestly i think that if you think you are 
and it resonates with you. It's very loving. It's like super loving and like very high intelligence and grace. Yeah. And they love music and dancing and that's yeah. something that you love. And I'm a huge proponent of following what feels good in your gut and your intuition. I think that it's part of the spiritual journey too. I think it's moving away from fully just feeling like you have to fit these frameworks of like what other spiritual leaders say is or is in star seeds and what qualities like fit it. I think it's like about you discovering that on your journey. And I think that if it's something that resonates with you, I think it's worth just, yeah. just diving into it more. Yeah, it's definitely a cool thing to check out. And it goes along with like other modalities that are being developed and understandings. For me, it's like I really value like chopping away anything that's not like the absolute kind of truth in my journey because like you get presented with so much like is this my mind creating it or is premonition yeah like you know like is this a psychic experience or am i losing my mind like you know like all, all that stuff that's happening so for me i like let go of my own like pursuit of like trying to find out my soul lineage because i was like you know I don't really need to know that as much as I need to know about this experience. And if that information presents itself to me, whether it's yeah. like a ceremony or even if it was like an elusive dream or what have you, yeah, I would be more like willing to put my stamp on it. Like, yeah, this happened to me. But right. that's kind of my thing with the whole starseed stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's like a lot of people buy into it without understanding like the like what it truly means in a state of being like yeah. conceptually people are like oh yeah that's me i'm like the i'm like one of the chosen ones that's here without to save the world without doing the revolutionary work and that's a huge yeah. aspect of being a star seed and is that that's also why i have beef with pe- not beef but like i don't like to talk about it because a lot of people it's like a fad for them and they really right. don't understand it so but yeah but that's why i'm glad that we're talking about it right now and and mentioning that cuz i think that's something that's very much overlooked it's like it's like, oh, well, like star seeds, it's like just being like highly spiritual, but like star seeds like are specifically here and they are specifically revolutionary and they're like doing political work in conjunction with spiritual work. And that's something that people overlook. But what I have learned through my spiritual journey, I feel like has been led to by my ancestors and when I was in high school, I was like, you know, looking this stuff up through my meditation journeys. I was also like lucid dreaming and stuff like that. And I had this understanding that I was very spiritual, you know, railed off of that pathway for a while, came back to it. But this time when I came back to it, this time when I went down the path of being awakened as a star seed again, this was all guided by my ancestors. And that's what was really profound for me and really also affirmed that there is a concept of that. And I started to get more interested in tarot cards. So I wanted to go get a deck from Barnes and Nobles and um, like the shop was about to close. And so I like rushed and was trying to find a good tarot deck and then um, saw this Oracle deck caught my attention and it's a Sacred Sea Oracle deck. I have like a rising in Pisces and I've always been like very intrigued by water. I have a jellyfish tattoo and like, you know, I have a seahorse tattoo. Like I just love the sea. And so um, I was like, I really wanted to get that one, but I didn't understand the difference between oracle cards and tarot cards. No, like I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to like get a tarot card deck. I got some witch tarot card deck, went downstairs and I just had this random panic attack. And I was like, 
I feel like I'm Harry Potter at the uh, wand shop. I don't have the right wand. No way. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. That's literally what I thought in my head at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went upstairs and I, uh, I'm just going to, I was with the intention of just putting it back. And then of course this deck like is just gleaming again. And so I get the, the Oracle deck. Yeah. The yeah. Oracle deck. So I get it and then go downstairs uh, go home and I like open up the deck. I start reading the book. It's about Lemuria. And so I look into Lemuria and Lemuria is very much tied to the Pleiadian star system. That's like where they say like a lot of those star seeds first came to earth and landed was like in Lemuria. And uh, Lemuria existed at the same time as Atlantis, which is what a lot of like Western spiritual leaders talk about. And like Lemuria is very much overlooked and like Lemuria is very traditionally like where a lot of like um, Asian and uh, indigenous and African people like came from because it was a piece of land that connected Madagascar, India and Australia so that there was like a and it's like a sunken land piece basically and so that was like a civilization for a while and part of our ancient history Wow. Yeah. And so, so I started to just, you know, delve into this and learn about all these things I'm talking about right now. And as I keep learning more about it, I find out that Lemuria is actually also called Kumari Kundam. And so when I looked into that, I found out that Kumari Kundam, those inhabitants spoke Tamil and I grew up speaking Tamil. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, I literally cried for like 20 minutes. That's when actually I... such a cool like rabbit hole and you found like a prize within it and literally. like a, a synchronicity. and Yeah, and it was so wild That's like cool. the experience I had because I wanted to do like a card ritual basically to infuse my energy with the cards. So I had laid them out all in a circle. I found like all different elements of earth, like a piece of something that represented land, water, fire and air and so I had all of those elements and so it was like in this process that I was like learning all about this and as I was sitting there I was just having all of these flashes of just like memories of me being from the Pleiadian star system what it was like there and you know just like that iridescent like blue light water and like I've had visions of me being this blue being and that's also like has relations to the serious star system which also has like uh connections to like early parts of hinduism with like krishna being blue and um like other gods and goddesses and stuff like that like they all there's you know even within the hindu culture like we acknowledge that we came from star systems uh like those those gods and goddesses and so yeah like i just started having all these visions and I realized just more deeply like like what my journey has been. And that's when I had a lot of the affirmations of my like lineage and stuff like that. And so for that, that was really empowering for me because I think I've felt very lost as a brown woman my entire life and very displaced, especially being an immigrant. And, you know, I, I've just experienced my own experience bullying and things around racism and stuff like that. So for me to have such an experience like that, where I was so rooted in 
everything that I've been through, like that was just, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it's, it's a lot and it's, it's beautiful and man, <laughs> I'm, we're, we're here, we're here to change the world and it's happening right now. And I think there's so many of us right now being awakened and like, I really feel like this is our moment. And, yeah. you know, we were talking about this earlier, astrologically, like astrologers, yeah. they have been saying how this has been a very potent year in terms of energy. And just even if you see everything correlating, I mean, for me, I follow along po politically what's going on. And like, we are definitely at the brink of something, you know, and it's a pivoting point. And yeah. It's not going to be easy, but having these understandings of how energy works in our universe and having the spiritual spiritual rooting is what keeps us um, sane through the chaos. Truly. It's a harmonizing uh, technology of consciousness, yeah. uh, energy practice and the whole thing. You know, and I just want to tell everybody home listening, like hearing this stuff, you might be hearing about starseeds for the first time, or you might be hearing about incarnations or beings like coming to earth to help it on its growth and ascension. Like this might be the first time you've heard about this, but this information is old information. It's been around for a long time. And there's a lot of people with like credible testimony. Somebody that you guys can look up at home is Matthias Stefano. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I don't actually. Uh, you got to check him out. So yeah. He was born with full memory of his like past lives. Wow. And he's got these crazy past lives. He has like songs that he knows from them in like Sumerian and like, yeah, Matthias Stefano. And uh, that's so cool. Yeah. And he's like, you know, there's like when you hear these incredible uh, stories, like a part of you like is very resistant to believing it, you know, yeah. and it's making it a part of like your belief of reality. But when people have like this true, like sincere telling, like you could just tell like they believe it, you know, and if they yeah. believe it, there could truly be something to it. Yeah. This person is of sound mind and, you know, and that's like you and I sitting here right now having this podcast, but you guys at home, there's, or there is a reality to it. And all of us that, I want you to know this, all of us that are courageous enough to tell you about how some of the ideas we have regarding the fabric of reality, it's like we are uh, risking like persecution at so many levels and, and being called like silly or not being taken seriously in our careers and professions because we don't believe in like a base religious concept of reality. So it's like we're, be we're birthing this new state and not to say like there's one way. I just want to wrap up this one point. It's like there's not one thing that makes spirituality valid or makes it woo woo. It's yeah. like your discernment on whether or not that experience truly like part of reality and like your truest truth yeah. from your perspective. And a lot of it is just understanding that in our spiritual journey that like a lot of the answers to our own journeys are within us. And also a part of our spiritual journey is radical receptivity. And that's like when we can truly be free and like live in oneness is like when we can really understand that like everyone has their own experiences and each and every one of them are very valid. Yeah. And that's like part of the like not any one thing is worth more than anything else. Like we are all when we say like I'm God, like we are saying like we're God, like the <laughs> I am is like the I am like all that is is I am. And we are tapping into that in spirituality. Like, that's like the thing that I don't know why people are so afraid to do. Like, I lose. mean, it's not easy. I was just going to say that, like, this whole starseed thing, I think, like, it's easy to just label yourself as one. But, like, 
usually like star seeds have gone through a lot. We all have the potential to unlock our star seed abilities, but I think the star seeds that are the ones that have been doing this lifetime after lifetime and they're kind of towards like their later lifetimes, like, cause you know, everything is happening in our own timelines, but um, basically they have really tumultuous like childhoods and then there is a period where they're in a slumber for a while and they're just kind of like you know partying and just like abusing their bodies and it's because they kind of feel like um almost rejected or uh abandoned or betrayed by the universe in that period of their life because they like maybe were awakened to some parts of it at a younger age or like you know are still carrying the trauma from their childhood yeah there is a sense of betrayal that leads to this uh, period of slumber. And then after that, they have some sort of traumatic experience, um, you know, in terms of anything. It could be a relationship or, you know, yeah, some death, s- or death or something that cuts, like creates a blockage basically between someone and their heart center. Exactly. That's like the most common energetic dis-ease that I find in people that I work with. And what I see in the collective is people block their heart center and they can't tap into that love that overflowing unemptiable source of love within them that connects them to everyone and everything yeah because they've put in so many like layers and filters on their own identity they can't see themselves as everything else they can't see themselves as the wind blowing exactly and the trees growing and nature and and see themselves as the good in the world and the bad or evil whatever you want to call it like seeing it all as collective the mind of god being comfortable with all of the happenings and you celebrating that you get to be a witness of it and a convergence of it and a creator within it and then there that's where the freedom comes in right. it's like by having these understandings and this worldview you can attach whatever you want to it i just tried to not divide myself at all from like my fellow human you know or like nature like i try to see how i'm similar to everyone yeah and then that roots the connection and and then there's deep empathy and then there's deep care and then we care then it's like socialism makes a lot of sense and like i want to bring it back to that a little bit is like i agree one million percent that we need free health care or not free yeah. but like like as a part of like what we're paying for in taxes like i mean we, we shouldn't be sending freaking 97 billion dollars over to ukraine when that war was basically like caused by us and you know everything is apparently caused caused by america it and is. you know and like we're we had like the people that founded this country had a, a really beautiful concept of what america could live up to and we're only 200 years old you know and we still haven't lived up to the promise of it you know right. and we still got some battle scars and we got some deep wounds and now we're getting all types of weird you know, transformations happening like in our America. And that, this is the whole world, honestly, experiencing it. We're, we're seeing a huge global fascist movement happening. And that is, yeah. you know, what the right wing in America represent. And also just America in general. We were yeah. actually inspiration for the Nazis. Uh, Jim Crow was in the inspiration for the Nazis and what they did, what, how, what they used to build the movement to build the holocaust camps and so yeah we we have a long history of a lot of abuse and violence and exploitation that needs to be confronted i think a lot of us want to run away from it but again 
energy, everything is energy and uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. The only way we can transform it is by like actually confronting it and bringing it to our awareness. And that way we can create collective morality and move together in a way that's move more unified instead of continuing to live this very like separate and individualistic lifestyle yeah as long as we live this type of lifestyle like it'll be very hard for us people who are trying to manifest that reality of peace unity and love like actually bringing that to fruition that that can't really happen unless we work through these larger systems at play yeah and like one thing is like it is happening in like groups tribes like all over the world Mm -hmm. it's like to make it happen within the collective we need the system to the systems that run the collective basically to adopt the ideology that we're living in when we go to like these like raves in the forest like people don't know like what the reason we're there is because everybody is very loving and celebrating each other and expressing themselves and it's like it's very saintly it's almost like a holy ground because like everyone there is safe in each other's love and celebration yeah so it's like that's the type of culture that we need in our polit- politics and our businesses and For you sure. know the the capitalist thing like i mean it's all made up anyway like it, all these numbers are made up all of the the wealth in this point is like it doesn't even represent gold or value anymore and then even if you just look at how much wealth that like they are they're hoarding it's incredible like the oh yeah it's an unreal yeah like the the top like two percent like they they hold like almost more wealth than 97 percent of like the uh rest of the like the country and it's just like there's just like all these statistics that do show that there's more than enough money for the working class people to get what they deserve and that that's what marxism really opened me up to is the energetic imbalance that exists in our economy fundamentally in capitalist theory and like when you can understand that like that is when I went to the next level of my spiritual ascension. Like that's when I was awakened to just my um, ancestral roots and my starseed roots was after I had like understood Marxism more so. Yeah. And like, I don't know enough to speak on it for it or against it in the regard of like, I always thought that when people say like Marxism and they think communism and think the commies, like that's like a, like some like red flag, like bad thing. And I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So like, I'm one of those people that's like been propagated to like, when I hear those trigger, they're like trigger words. They so you're like, Oh no, I was like, this is bad. Yeah. Cause they, after that whole movement in the thirties, they started to privatize education and privatize um, like textbook publishing companies and, you know, there's parallels between that happening here and and what was happening in Nazi Germany. And we were actually like backdoor supporting Nazi Germany, like big time. And so that's a huge statement. Is, you have like, can we Google that? Yeah, there's so much information on that, actually. Um, and that's a huge part of the socialist movement, too, is really unpacking our history and understanding like what has happened, because ideologically, Nazis and capitalism go hand in hand and communism and socialists and people who have a higher spiritual like frequency go together. And that has been historically like very hand in hand as well as you start to dive more into it. 
Yeah, I think that there's a lot of stuff that has been erased from our understanding within the past 100 years. And we have a lot of um, deprogramming to do. And that's something that we are realizing as Marxists and socialists. It's like our job right now is really educating people about what is true and what is not um, in terms of understanding things outside of how a lot of Westerners have written history to be because that that's one perspective and again this is another part of spirituality is understanding that you know there's multiple perspectives multiple experiences and it's understanding all those different experiences so you can have a greater understanding of the bigger energetic network yeah and that is essentially what it means to ascend yeah and uh, the path of ascension is about holding like a being state of the Buddha, of the Christ, of the higher mind, like the awareness that you're connected to everything, your being state being in love and in harmony and for the highest outcome of everything and everyone, you know, and just creating from that and creating yourself from that frequency. And when people hear the word ascension, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like going up, but it's really going in, you know, like the deeper that you go in and you find more about yourself that resonates with the world around you and you find out like how you've created literally everything that you've experienced and you're consistently creating yourself in this moment like all of those awakenings are part of the path of ascension yeah and when you think about like the infinite of incarnation and multi-dimensional reality like if there's like no end no beginning so to speak it's like of course all of the souls on earth like we've incarnated into probably billions or trillions of vessels at this point in our journey to be able enough to be conscious enough to work within the human vessel you know and this is the reason i said that is because like the path of ascension is to be consciously advanced enough to inhabit higher dimensional vessels in worlds where people are made of love yeah and i think uh, with this whole idea with ascension i think that people that are raised in the the Western Christian paradigm, I think that they feel like it's a a hierarchy thing, you know, where it's just like, oh, like you're ascending, you're like above other people. But I always say like spiritual ascension, like not to be above others, but to get a higher vantage point. Yeah. And nothing is right. People don't like when they think it's like above, if you're putting things on a scale still of judgment and right. like you're going to really, if you're on the true path of ascension, you're releasing judgment like right. a long time ago. That's one of the first things you learn right. It's not to judge things. So it's like, if you can say like, okay, a higher dimensional being, like the ones that exist right now can see more of the fabric of reality. Does that make them better than us? Well, if you, if you want to use that word, sure, it does make them better than us. Right. Yeah. But it's like, they wouldn't say that they're better than us. And that's what they makes them better than us. They went through a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they've went through a lot of lifetimes and like they've grown and they evolved and like they look at us like we're little babies because we're still crying over spilt milk and things that are like, you know, we're recreationally outraged as a culture, like watching the collective, like unwind right now is Mm -hmm. wild but i'm also witnessing like the birth of the new spiritual community yeah and we're truly just like pioneers looking to rediscover like secrets lost in time yeah you know and we're we're doing a lot of really honest uh engagement with ourselves and with spirit and it's it's happening and you you, they can't put the lid back on the box like it's going to come a time within our lifetimes where the spiritual movement really hits a mainstream it's part of our evolution it's like our only path at this point you know and it really is especially it's the, it be- is the only thing yeah and i think that we're really being tested right now um with mother nature you know i i truly think this has been some insight 
that I have been getting from my ancestors and I want to like share just because I think that it's important for people to know. But I think that it is going to be like about just people who continue on into this new reality are people that like live in vibration with love. And it's because we as humans are essentially parasitic to mother nature at this, at this moment in time in large. Yeah. And so I think that like, we really are being tested right now as a collective of just like choosing our path. And I think that's been happening the way that astrology has been playing out, but just how a lot of people who are in the spiritual community are, are talking about it. There's definitely like a split and divide in the the reality right now. Yeah. And we are that's like what we were talking about before where it's like we're experiencing in small communities like the frequency of source consciousness. We're experiencing it in small groups, deep love and reverence and sacredness and holy moments and miracles and beautiful things. So it's like yeah. We're taking this experiential knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and like carrying it through like the fire, you yeah. know, and trying to protect this like little like baby of information and bring it to like the center where it's hottest. Right. You know, and like when we bring this like one like truth, love of energy practice to the masses, which is what I'm going to do, mark my words, like, you know, that's like part of my mission is to like wake up millions of people to this ability to control energy yeah. So let's like kind of segue into that. What are some ways that you um connect to like the deep love within you and like what's something you can give like a listener as like a tool maybe that you have? Um so I think that disclaimer a lot of my deepest loves comes from what I was saying earlier my pain, but I think that like the way that I like access my a love center, my heart chakra and just also, you know, my higher chakras is through dancing through that's my biggest one so here's the thing when when i was little my parents told me that my name in sanskrit kirtana means goddess of dance and so then it's because i loved dancing since i was very little and uh you know would put on like shows and stuff like that for my parents in the living room that's the Uh, best (laughs) childhood shows i remember those it was like really involved choreo- choreography sure. for Bollywood movies. <laughs> for Bollywood movies. Shout out to Bollywood movies. They are gems. Yeah, there's Bahubali. great dance music. <laughs> um, that was my like true origins. I love, so dancing has always been a really great release and a way for me to connect with the spiritual world. Like I have found and I have been able to like fully let go of like any like fear of judgment and just like anything that made me feel weird about moving my body in whatever way. In those moments where I can be fully present, I can access so many downloads and just uh, understandings and, you know, full circle moments that I, I don't experience as much in other activities, but I can find it when I'm like making art. I love drawing and painting. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Kind of. Yeah. Like that is definitely a way. Um, Yeah. I, I guess the question was open-ended where yeah. like I kind of asked it in a way where I was thinking you would share like a meditation practice or like an energy practice, but you said dance. And I think that that's so beautiful because it made me think about how I look at dance and, 
you know, I always say like when I'm dancing, I'm literally celebrating life, like through yeah. the dance, like I'm celebrating God through the dance. Like I always think about that scene in the matrix when all the humans are like at the rave and like they might die tomorrow and they're raving <laughs> like they're going nuts. And I'm like, that's how Li- yeah, live like it's your last moment, yeah. you know, and I'm like I celebrate the divine with the dance. And like when you get into that flow of yourself or you're freely moving and like you can feel like the physics of your body and like the, your mind all connected and like the muse like steps in and you're just having yourself a good time yeah and like trance yeah and you're in it that's it's a meditation of sorts it is and, and that's something yeah. that like i think that there's a lot of people talking about more recently about like i think there's like this uh expectation that like there's a certain way to like meditate but as the human collective gets more and more complex i think that like for some people like just meditating can like like especially for me like i i can meditate like for long periods of time when i feel called to like mm-hmm. for example like when the lion's gate portal happened this past summer like i meditated for like 30 minutes and it's like i didn't even know it like you know it just like sat for whatever felt right and that's what it was and i got so much insight and i took it for what it was but um for i think for a lot of people like i think it can be like um a lot to especially for hyperactive mind to like sit for for that long so there's just like so many ways to access that like void of like of subconscious and that's like through anything repetitive and i think that people who want to access higher realms through meditation like can but i think that there is like this perceived like checklist of like what it means to be spiritual and i think that that checklist is like so much more encompassing than just like meditating or like, you know, I know this isn't you, but like, you know, having your crystals or like, you know, whatever. I mean, I got a bunch of crystals right behind me. Yeah, they're like, I was like literally just (laughs) feet away. There's crystals everywhere. I could touch crystals. But I know you're not like, you know, I don't know. You're not like the person that's like, this crystal will heal you all your problems in the world (laughs) right 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 like i i do laugh at like for people uh that are like just beginning their journey and i love them for finding the tools and like all the things i just i've found that like all the things that i found the beginning of my journey led me back to myself which Mm -hmm. led me back to like the source which led me back to like the real creative power and the real deep understanding and i i uh wanted to say also it's about the dance thing because like shamanic drumming like to put people in trances is is ancient and it's one of like the oldest like ways like that people would get into the higher frequencies and like have uh visions and that's out of body experience sorry no yeah so like it it was from drumming and dance and like metronomic beat and like it's in like the dub and the edm music Mm -hmm. like that that thumb 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 you know yeah that repetitiveness and you even see the parallels in the like community and culture as well and and that's what i was going to say is like that um that dancing and especially like a drum circle specifically like that is where humanity like and like community really like uh, formed from you know like that was like where we gathered our ancestors all came together and that's where culture was developed and i think that that is a fertile ground for new culture to develop and that's what's you know so exciting about being in the dance community in general i think that you know what we saw in the 70s with the whole hippie movement converging with 
the activist movements that were happening at that time. It was a huge cultural push that was happening. And I think we can access it again in the dance community. I just think that the hurdle that we are seeing right now as socialists and Marxists is that there's so many distractions. (laughs) And so because the internet exists in the way that it does, there's so much energy being dispersed into places that are not giving back to us. So it's about like getting everyone back on the right path and using the internet in a more powerful way to finish up the loose ends from the seventies. Yeah. It's like really a kind of a revolutionary idea is just using the internet differently. Like I could only imagine the type of like systems and software we could create with the power of the internet and with the power of the collective to really help people and, it's crazy to me that we keep building new buildings and erecting new structures and all this stuff, but yet like we have so many people in poverty and so many families struggling. Like there's more than enough wealth to to even the playing field and and there has to be like some sort of like great reset in a way. Yeah. Um, it's gotten way out of control and like what started out when, you know, banks first started like giving people loans and making tons of money, like that was like already bad enough then but then it never got controlled and then now you're looking at like a hundred years later of like adding student loan debt now into the mix and like all the money made from that you know what the most messed up part of that is like they indoctrinate you into that debt for 12 years of elementary school and high school they're like oh they say you're going to college they never ever talk to you about like the debt part ever like they never mentioned that maybe they do now not when i was like that much money to an 18 year old like that's not that's all set up and it's just like That was also something specifically put on us as a generation. Like a a lot of our parents' generations didn't have to pay that much for college. Of course not. This is just a new part of the scheme that's for capitalism. And again, that's the thing with capitalism. The only bottom line is do the companies make profit, more profit every year. Yeah, I see it everywhere. And that's like, that's really what is causing the demise because it's like these billionaires who have been making money all the way, if you really look into it, back from like slave trade and stuff like that. So they've been accruing wealth since then and they have just so much of it and they are just sitting on this wealth and they're just stealing it from basically our society. And that's like the biggest thing. It's like once we all figure that out, like it's game over for them. And that's like what we have to do. That would be the great reset is us all getting to that political consciousness where we're like, oh, that's who our enemy is. That's who we need to work towards. Let's use the internet for that to organize towards that. Once we can take our wealth back and rebuild our society, then we can figure it out. That's much better than waiting for all of this to collapse and then rebuilding broken yeah. pieces. You well, know? it is collapsing for a lot of people, you yeah. know, for a lot of people, families, individuals, a lot of people are struggling and you see it and it's prevalent in like the the tone of like the elections and, and just everything in general. And that's why like, whatever we're passionate about in the sense of like trying to heal the collective, trying to add more to humanity. Like we really just have to follow our hearts and and dreams and know that like we can make an impact as individuals in the ways that we do. And I, you know, I know that you're going to make an awesome impact on on all this and like just having, you know, it's, it's, I'm really grateful to know that like not every spiritualist is just like me. Like there's ones that can go and they can get involved in like politics and like, and really care and like drive for that. Like, 
for me like if i was in like a, a like a doing lobbying you know i would just be looking around being like all these people are just pretending to be different characters and like i'd be two in my own head yeah i feel like i wouldn't go into politics right now but if there was a huge like socialist like movement that was happening and like basically like the goal is like for us to have a cultural revolution mm-hmm. so then there's more people that want to go and like from you know union heads stuff like that live like labor unions to then become politicians because they will actually have the best interest of the working class and yeah basically moving through that way but yeah i think that it's definitely possible and i'm really excited yeah that's yeah i'm excited too i mean i'm excited to see what happens in the world. And I'm very uh, optimistic for the human spirit to triumph through yeah. all the wild things that we're in right now. And we have our ancestors supporting us. Like that's another thing. Like this is what the universe wants us to do. This is like what has been the murmurs in our collective consciousness for centuries. Like capitalism is pretty young. I think it's like, you know, just a couple hundred years old. And then colonialism is like also relatively pretty young as well but like for the most part people lived in like villages and like community style living and lived off the land for a very long time and you know we've all just been brainwashed somewhere along the way to think that like some rich guy can just come and tell us to like work for him and then he tricks us into using something called money and like you know suddenly we're paying fucking, you know, our 401ks and like yeah, for milk and egg. statements to credit cards because we can't afford our food because inflation's high because corporations are greed. Like, <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, it spiraled really quickly. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to stop. <laughs> you know, like we got to see where this train goes as a culture and you know we're we're gonna make it we're gonna adapt the human being is like so adaptable that's what makes us so special and you i know. see it happening already like unfollowed all celebrities on social media and people that have a lot of money and stuff like that yeah and just started following like social justice related stuff and there's a huge community that's building there and it is a lot of like brown and black people because I, I think for us it's like a survival thing and yeah. we were really awakened to it in 2020 and that's what really fuels me is like me protecting like my brown and black siblings. Yeah. That's what fuels me every day. But uh, yeah, like there's a huge uprising that is happening. But I think that we are studying history and we're seeing that we don't want to make the same mistakes again. That involves us really awakening the human collective and bring that political awareness in conjunction with spiritual awareness because that they they both go hand in hand uh capitalism is rooted in ego based understandings of the world and it's also rooted in narcissistic behavior patterns and so it essentially keeps us all in a spiritual demise because again we're all connected we're all mirrors to one another and energy is all seamless in that way and so until we can really like come together to change the greater forces we're all continuing to suffer at the hands of some really selfish people who just want to make money at the expense of other people's suffering it's really important to know that as long as anyone is suffering we're all suffering exactly and that's something that is very rooted in kumari kandam and lemuria those were understandings that came from those people there like that we were all mirrors to one another that was like where the divine feminine energy came from. So 
the divine feminine energy is the top three chakras, whereas the divine masculine energy is the bottom three. And so like it doesn't have anything to do with like gender at all. It's just the based on the energy centers and the heart chakra is just like the human collective mm. chakra. They had that understanding and in Lemuria or Kumari Kundam, well, my ancestors prefer us to call it Kumari Kundam because we were gaslit by Europeans for a long time about that region existing until a European scientist in 1850 found out that there was lemurs in Madagascar that were similar to lemurs in India and found out that there was a piece of land there, which is why he called it Lemuria. But, oh, wow. Yeah. That's good information. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like he, um, that piece of land, like Kumari Kundam, those inhabitants, which then led to, you know, indigenous populations and, you know, South Asian and Asian groups, people, um, they all came from that piece of land, but they were divine feminine and they didn't even really have language. They just like more telepathically communicated with one another. Whereas Atlantis was more of the divine masculine energy there. And so there was much more like technology based and there was much more of like a language developed and, you know, storytelling and things of that nature. So it was like um, just different energies, but it's just it. I think that it's important for us to really get back to our divine feminine energies at the moment because we're very disconnected from that and therefore disconnected from our greater purpose in this universe. Yeah. We definitely all have to get in touch with the feminine. We definitely have to heal the wounds of the masculine that were put on us by the patriarchy just in the same way that the patriarchy completely destroyed the woman, destroyed the real man as well. Yeah. And we can come back to ourselves and our qualities through courage and care and tenderness and passion and, you know, all the qualities of life that we have as individuals to, to live a beautiful life and to create something beautiful in the world, even in just the, the state of your being. Yeah. So, Kier, what's next for you? Are you doing any wild activism stuff soon? Or So, right now, I am doing a series on YouTube. It's called All About Spiritual Ascension. So this the channel is called Socialist Starseed. So it's melding together how socialism and spirituality go hand in hand. And um, so this series, I am working on releasing this most recent episode. I've been having a lot of difficulties, technical difficulties uh, on, you know, the YouTube server and such. So thank you so much, Sean, for helping me out today with uh getting getting the uh video uploaded on your nice computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know helping out all the ways that we can it was like an unexpected uh service <laughs> providing today yeah it was, i don't know what was going on I, I i didn't have trouble with the last three that i uploaded and I, again i'm fairly new at this but um i've been on my spiritual journey for a while and I have been in this period of like spiritual isolation in the the last set, like, you know, this earlier part of the year. So I realized that when you go through that in your spiritual ascension process, that is part of your calling to awaken your throat chakra and try to communicate these deep feelings that yep. 
and ideas and wisdom and stuff like that that you have with the external world. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and I know you understand. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, look at me right here. Look at us right here. We're just like, you know, creating our own platforms to express what our, our heart wants to say. And, and we're doing it because we want to help people. And that's, that's what makes it worthy. Yeah. So if you guys at home are interested in socialism and spirituality, how it ties together, and just interested in expanding your mind and, and following somebody awesome, check out Socialist Starseed on Instagram, Socialist Starseed on YouTube. And the latest episode's all about root chakra healing. So that's a really important foundational part of our spiritual ascension. So. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. If you had the whole world listening, what would you say? I love you all so much. I'm so corny, but I really do. I love humans and our collective so much. I cry about our suffering a lot like on a daily basis, honestly. Like I have so much love for the human collective and I really just want to protect everyone as much as possible. And that's my main goal here. That's beautiful. And and what would you, what kind of like insight or what's like a gift you could give them a way to see the world or something that, that you could share with everyone? So I think the biggest gift that I've had in my spiritual journey is connecting with the collective consciousness and the universal energies out there. And it's so easily accessible. It's just really having trust in, in your heart um, and, and love and knowing just, even if you don't know, just, just, not sure yet, at least, like just um, really trusting that it's out there based on the people that have talked about it, you know, before you, um, but basically just asking for signs and really starting to feel what you feel in your gut, you know, in your intuition, because that's where it is. Like we have more serotonin receptors in our stomach than we do in our brain. So it's really a lot of spiritual leaders call it our first brain because it's really the home of our intuition. Right. And so just starting that journey with that and just showing your your body, you know, again, all these like corny things that you think of are really have a lot of like deep, meaningful roots and your body is a temple and it's when you can really start taking care of your body, eating more whole foods and Honestly, like things like not eating meat, I want to say, was like a huge yeah. part of my like spiritual journey. Cause like we could start a whole new podcast on that. I know. Plant based for 11 years now. Yeah. Because like animals go through a lot of suffering and we like end up eating that. And it's also shown through like stress hormones that we eat. But yeah, just like really being conscious of what we consume, like all of those things are um, really important steps, I want to say. And uh, important tools to have in your toolkit to start your process of spiritual ascension. Yeah. Thank you, Kier, for joining and, and sharing all of your wisdom. It's been awesome and, and beautiful and good luck with everything you have going on. So make sure you guys check her out. Thank Social you so Starseed. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sean. I really, really appreciate you having me on here. I'm so grateful to have like met you on the dance floor and just to be able to connect about these things because it's not always easy to talk to everyone about and you just like radiate this frequency of love and especially unconditional love which is unique so I really appreciate that and thank you for the work that you do on earth right now you know awakening the collective it's not easy and it takes a lot of 
a lot of strength. So I appreciate the work that you do as well. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, I'm working on like being able to receive compliments and like trying to get better at that. But, yeah. You know, to be like recognized as a person emitting the frequency of unconditional love, that means the most to me because that's like the work that I've put in for such a long time to get to that place. I'm just honored to be mirrored by you and and thank you so much for joining i'm honored too thank you so much so everyone at home see each other with love and care have that passion ignited in your heart go do something beautiful and we'll see you soon love you guys have a great one y'all thank you for listening to this episode of monk on the mountain podcast If you or anyone you know would like to share your spiritual experiences on our show, you can send us an email at themonkonthemountain at gmail.com. If you'd like to inquire about spiritual training sessions or see more of our work, you can visit oneworldpeace.online. And if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can follow Sean Energy at one underscore world underscore peace. Love and blessings.